the Airtel Uganda IPO and what that means for the local market capitalization. From over a thousand cities and 126 countries, KI Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Airtel Uganda is seeking over $200 million in its initial public offering. It becomes the second telecom operator to float its shares to the public after MTN Uganda about two years ago. Airtel also becomes the 11th company to be listed on the Uganda Securities Exchange. Paul Wieso, the Uganda Securities Exchange CEO, talks about the market, how it has beaten the odds despite the recent global shocks and what this IPO means for the exchange. I'll speak to A little bit to the Uganda Securities Exchange. We currently have 18 listed stocks on the exchange, 10 local companies, and eight are cross-listed out of the Kenyan market. Our current market capitalization, and we've got some indices that are tracked on the exchange. We've got the all-share index and uh, the local share index. Currently, the all-share index market capitalization stands at 16.6 trillion, while the local market capitalization stands at 7.2. As mentioned, this is a new opportunity for investment on the exchange. IPOs are always looked at in Uganda with mixed feelings, majorly because some have performed very well, others have had challenges, others have performed well, but in terms of uh, secondary market trading, have not reacted to price as many people do expect. So, What is there in an IPO for investors to look out for? I think if you looked at the different investment opportunities in Uganda, you can look at the money markets where you can deal with uh, money markets, the treasury bills, uh, the umbrella trust funds among the different avenues. There are the government bonds, the different tenors from five year all the way to 20 year. And then there are the equities. The equities have actually performed interestingly well post-COVID, despite all the challenges we've seen, the geopolitics, high interest rates, uh, better returns in the government bond market and the fixed income market generally. They've reacted to the positive trends we've seen in um, the economy. Um, The prediction of growing at 6 to 6.5% GDP, the rebound of investment, We've seen all companies report profits that was at the end of uh, December 2022. And we've also seen seen many of, some of these companies react to to these investment opportunities of the earnings in dividend. Some counters have grown as high as 155% this year. We've seen another 34%. And some dividend yields have been as high as 14%, 11%. And this is quite competitive with the government bond market. Last year was exceptional with high interest rates. We saw the 20-year bond go at about 18.5%, among others. But the markets work. I know a lot of people believe they don't, but you need to learn where the opportunities are. And dividends, growth of companies, are really some of the key areas to, to look at in terms of investments. The sectors we've got at the stock exchange include the banking and finance. The telecom sector now will have a second company at the listing in October. 
But if you look at East Africa as a whole, those will be five telecom companies listed on the various stock exchanges. So there's a comparative array of assets to compare to in terms of investment. And for you to make an investment decision on which company to invest in and what their different strategies are. Keith Kaliajira, the chief executive officer of the Capital Markets Authority in his part, highlights the Chilean shilling impact the IPO will have on the total local market capitalization. So we're here to witness a significant development in Uganda's capital markets. The IPO of Airtel is a major milestone for the company and for the country as a whole, with 20% of its shares being issued. Currently, the total market capitalization on the Uganda Securities Exchange is about 7.2 trillion shillings. That's about $1.9 billion. When I joined the Capital Markets Authority about 10 years ago, it was about 3 trillion, 3.3. So this is a major milestone uh, because it takes out, it it increases the market capitalization from 7.2 to about 11.2. So this means that we've crossed the 10 trillion mark for the first time in our history. Airtel Uganda has consistently stood out as one of the leading contributors to our nation's revenue with its impact spanning diverse sectors. So we'd like to acknowledge Airtel Uganda's decision to extend an opportunity for others to partake in its journey of achievement uh, by offering shares to the public and eventually listing on the Uganda Securities Exchange after six weeks. This brings the total number, of, this will bring the total number of companies listed to 11 um, after the issuance of the 8 billion shares. I think it's a significant opportunity for Ugandans to invest in a leading company and to contribute to the development of Uganda's capital markets. So as we march forward, our expectations are fixed upon Airtel Uganda's unwavering commitment to maintaining the high standards of corporate governance. These practices form the bedrock of shareholder confidence and accentuate the, pos- the positive perception of the company's management. So as Airtel transitions into a public company, we, 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 the mantle of responsibility extends to cater to an increased shareholder base. And as a regulator, we expect you to continue operating with the highest standards of corporate governance. I'm unwaveringly confident that the present and future boards of the company will uphold this responsibility with utmost dedication. Now, a little bit about corporate governance. I've had many stories about the view that corporate governance is, a, is an inconvenience, it's costly, but we want to think about it a little bit differently. When an investor is committing funds to a company, all they have to rely on is the credibility of the company's management, the company's board. Um, there have been studies down in South America where <clears throat> when the capital markets authority equivalent of Brazil and the stock exchange increased their requirements for listed companies, raised the bar in terms of corporate governance, they saw much more interest from the pension funds and other institutional investors in participating in listed companies. So there's a strong and direct correlation between high corporate governance standards and the value of a company. And the reverse is true. If a company's corporate governance standards are quite low, investors price in this, you know, this ease of you know, getting access to public markets. So I want to really encourage businesses out there that's not a cost Please view corporate governance as an investment. It helps to enhance your value, whether you're going to be trying to raise money from the public markets or the private markets. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Coca.
Tobacco futures continued their upward trajectory, surpassing the 3,600 US dollar mark for the first time since March 2011, as traders anticipate a third consecutive global deficit in the coming 2023-2024 season due to crop problems in West Africa. The International Coke Organization said in its forecast of a global deficit of 116,000 metric tons in the current 2022-2023 season, following a cut to expected global production of 42,000 tons to 4.938 million. The downward revision to production was driven by diminished outlook for Ghana, where a crop of 700,000 tons seen previously impacted by adverse weather conditions. Meanwhile, farmers in Ivory Coast, which is the world's largest producer, shipped 2.34 million metric tons of cocoa from October 1st to August 27th, down 3.3% on a yearly basis. And a quick trip around Africa, the Stanbic Bank Nigeria PMI fell to 50.2 in August of 2023 from 51.7 in the previous month, pointing to the softest reading in the current five-month growth sequence. High inflationary pressures continue to dampen demand as both input and output costs rose to their sharpest since the survey began in 2014, mainly due to higher transportation costs amid the removal of fuel subsidies conjugated by currency weakness with steep price rises. Firms were challenged to secure new orders, leading to new business growth to ease at its softest in five months. Similarly, employment also grew marginally. However, businesses continue to expand their purchasing activity with stocks of inputs rising accordingly. Lastly, business sentiments improved from July's record low but remained historically weak. During the second quarter of this year, African Airlines, for the second quarter in a row, saw the world's second highest year-on-year passenger traffic growth rate. This is according to the International Air Transport Association. Only Asia-Pacific Airlines recorded higher growth. African Airlines saw their passenger traffic jump by 38.9% in quarter two of 2023 year-on-year. This was a 0.8% points greater than the figure for the sector as a whole. However, African carriers have still only fully recovered from COVID-19 pandemic with their quarter two 2023% numbers being 9.2% below those for the pre-pandemic second quarter of 2019. Regarding international passenger traffic on African airlines in the second quarter of 2023, this was a robust 44% up year on year. This was 4.5% points above the average for the whole industry, but it's still 11.8% below the quarter two 2019 level. Air ticket sales in Africa continued an upward trend during quarter two 20. 23 and exceeded the global average during the weeks from mid-May to early June. Regarding air cargo, the total carried by African Airlines in quarter 2 2023 was down year-on-year, although only 1.8%, but up 5.5% in comparison to quarter 2 2019. African air cargo demand in quarter 2 2023 nevertheless performed better than the global industry average. The main factor driving this demand was strong Africa-Asia air cargo demand in April and May. African airlines are carrying more new aircraft, which might signal that they anticipate a full recovery in demand by the end of the year. However, most of these new aircraft are going to only a few of the region's carriers. The African country which saw the strongest growth in passenger traffic in quarter 2 2023 in comparison to quarter 
to 2019 was Nigeria with a jump of 52%. Next came Egypt at 33%, Ethiopia at 31%, Morocco at 13%. For Tunisia, the increase was 5% and for Algeria, 3%. The only African country which recorded a demand in quarter two 2023 that was below its quarter two 2019 performance was South Africa as a result, I had stated, of its continuing economic challenges. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at With Adon. <laughs>